We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, as always, with my good buddy Dan. And Dan, it's a U.S. Men's National Team Victory Pod this week, my friend. My goodness, dude. Uh, you know, first, happy happy post-Thanksgiving to you. Uh, I'm glad to see you made it back in one yes. piece. Glad to see we're rocking the uh, mm-hmm. the the 2014, 2016 Gold Cup jerseys. Is that what this is? We didn't even plan this. No, we didn't plan this. Mine's mine's a little small. I think the uh, pandemic got me a little bit, so I'm kind of I'm about to rip out the pits. Same here. <laughs> Same yep. I'm glad here. you can't see my torso. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I it's business etiquette. You're supposed to show your torso. You just shouldn't show your face. You know, it's a take a business communication course once in a while. It's a thing. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Well, uh, we're going to talk lots about the U.S. men's national team game, but uh, but she had a good holiday, I take it, a good uh, vegan Thanksgiving. Fine, fine, little vegan Thanksgiving. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, good. Nothing. What's the, what's wanna... the best vegan Thanksgiving dish? Oh, uh, dude, are you a Brussels guy at all? Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts. Br- Brussels sprout, not the not the country. Brussels sprouts. Uh, <laughs> I tell you, the uh, you know, I made some br- roasted Brussels with uh, oyster mushrooms. That was pretty yummy. Hmm. Um, okay, you know, and and then like some stuffed sweet potatoes, like cashew cheese stuffed sweet potatoes. I spent a lot of time in the kitchen. Okay. I I started sweating. I was like, am I working out? Is my watch about to notify you? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Wild. Hey, I you know. Brussels sprouts. I make a pretty decent balsamic honey Brussels sprout. Oh sure. So, yeah, can't, but uh, got to omit the honey. So got to throw in some agave nectar or something, you know. So I guess honey's not vegan then, huh? Because it depends on a byproduct who you ask. of like bee, bees. Yeah, supposedly. Then you got people that are just like, eh, fuck it. Uh, gelatin's fine too. Why the hell not? You know, it's well, uh it's a thing. You know, what's a little horse every once in a while? <laughs> a little horse? <laughs> Is there gelatin and ho- Is there horse in there? Don't they do like horse hooves or something in oh, gelatin? I'm pretty sure. I have sure. accidentally eaten horse hooves. Well, I am I'm not going to tell you I'm I've actually. Are eaten you googling this? Horse, yeah. Oh, this is just 
this is upsetting, guys. I, okay, time I, out. It says this is an urban legend. I'm basically oh, Elmer's on. glue. It does say, though, the collagen and gelatin does come from boiling the bones and hides of animals processed for their meat. So there you go. Yeah. Good. Just, yeah, think about that, folks. <laughs> when you're eating grandma's jello dessert at Christmas, that's animal bones. You're eating there bones. You well, you don't have to be vegan to think that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this is what everybody came to uh, no other pod to hear about. As no, usual. I'm not. I'm not preaching or nothing, but I am. No, it's bones, it's okay. bro. It's okay. Hey, you learn something new every day. It's like when you like bone broth. I don't need a broth of bones. I don't need that. There's vegetable <laughs> broth. Flavor. There's Good flavor. Beef stock. You know, you don't need bones. Well, isn't beef beef stock's not vegan? Well, no, not for me. I'm just saying, okay. like, wouldn't you just <laughs> like, like something else other than bone broth? I hate to break it to you, Dan, but <laughs> yeah, uh, did, you went to a movie over the weekend. I did. What the goddamn? Do you want to talk about that for a second? <laughs> so I was in uh, I was in Los Angeles. And uh, my brother was like, hey, do you want to go see Glass Onion, the Knives Out sequel? And I was Just like, Just sure. can't wait for Netflix, could you? I, I like, well, I was like, I wasn't going to go see it. But he was like, hey, you know, my girlfriend and I were going to see it. It's the first night you're in town. You want to come with us? And I was like, sure, I'm, I'm interested in seeing it. So we get our tickets in uh, Century City. And about two hours after we buy our tickets, he sends me a tweet. And it's from the Glass Onion Twitter account. And it's like, Ryan Johnson's going to uh, stop by the theater at Century City for the 1010 showing of glass onion tonight and i was like holy shit that's our that's our showing so we get there and we're sitting in the theater and i'm i'm looking at the door and every every time somebody comes in i'm like is that him is that, i looked up what he looked like ahead of time i'm like is that him and i had a i had a serious talk with my both my brothers were there and i, and I, I told my middle brother and i could see the the gears turning in his head and i was like no robbie you cannot approach him and tell him everything you thought was wrong with the last jedi that's not what this is no, for. No, Robbie. He was like, but it's the worst Star Wars movie. And I was like, that's not what this is for. We can't do it. So, but I'm, I'm sitting there and every time someone comes in, I'm like, is that him? Is that him? No, that's not him. And then uh, freaking Nicole Kidman comes up on the screen and she's doing her thing. And I see a guy walk in. Her thing. Him. Can we talk about that thing, by the way? It, well, you know, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. This guy walks in. He's got, he's got a little earpiece and a clipboard. In, and I was like, oh shit, it's about to happen. And then I see this guy kind of peek around the corner and he looks in the theater and I'm like, I think that's Ryan Johnson. And and Nicole Kidman, uh, she I forget what the last line she says, but she says her last line. And this guy because here it is. Right. And then I just hear this guy in the door. He just yells, you're goddamn right. And it's Ryan Johnson walks <laughs> out into the theater wow. and he's got Leslie Odom Jr. with him, who, as you may know, was the original Aaron Burr in Hamilton. And they sure. gave like a little spiel ahead of time. Like, thank you so much for coming to see our movie. We're really excited. This is a little bit about how we made it. Th enjoy. And it was like just a few minutes long. But yeah, so that was my my LA experience. So you, yeah, there was no like picture opportunity or anything like no. that. It was they it was just, hey, thanks for coming. Yeah. So well, what the hell? Did, did you see the 1010 showing? You didn't know before you booked the tickets. No. You found out no later. Idea. Yeah. And when my brother was like, you want to go see a movie? And I was like, sure. He goes, great. It starts at 1010. I was like, I'm a goddamn old man. Bro, that was way too late. You saw but, this movie midnight Kansas time. Yeah. After I had gotten up at 3 a.m. Kansas time. So barf. I don't know yeah. how you did it. But it was Merry good. Christmas. I it. So anywho. 
but yeah, so good, good holiday. I hope all of you out there had a good holiday as well. Uh, I went to watch England versus the United States with my brother and my dad. We first went to an English soccer bar and the line was out the door, even though we were an hour and a half ahead of time and they were charging $5 a person to get in. So we said, forget this. We went and found another place, watched a thrilling 0-0 draw. And I'm not saying that sarcastically. I actually no. thought it was a very thrilling game. Yeah, uh, we and, didn't get to uh, talk about this. It was an outstanding game. There was a little bit of a, a little luster taken away from the game when Iran beat Wales because just sudden, smack, yeah, just smacked them. <laughs> like there was, there were, well, it was zero zero until they got two, like, like a penalty and then another late goal in like 90 plus eight. Sure. But no one cares about that. They're looking at the two nil, you know what I mean? Nil, right. <laughs> but I don't know about you. When, when I saw Iran beat Wales, I was like, well, shit, like a draw doesn't do that much for us now. It's kind of like winner. It doesn't really matter because even if we would have lost against Wales, had we beat Iran, we still would have moved on to the group stage. So, but yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if this, I don't, did you watch it at home or, or did you go somewhere to watch England, USA? Watch it at home. Yeah. So this was a fascinating thing. And I, this doesn't happen. Like you see power and light and it's, it's all over Fox. They're showing Kansas city all the time and it's yeah. great. Everybody's there. U S men's national team, watch parties, et cetera. They do the same thing for the women's world cup. This bar that I'm in in Los Angeles, there's random dudes who are very clearly from America, just wearing three Lions kits, cheering on England. How do you know very clearly? How do you know clearly from America? I could hear them. They weren't talking with a British accent. Yeah, but accents like can morph, right? Yeah, but I also think there's a non-negligible contingent of Americans who are just like, I'm going to root for England. I just, so. I, I just don't think we should be so quick to judge. I thought you were going to be like, well, just, he had a cowboy hat on and he was wearing all denim. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would have thought they'd more likely be British if they had a cowboy hat and were wearing denim just to mock us. <laughs> Little Canadian tuxedo but, on, absolutely. But I mean, you know, we don't got to talk a lot about the U.S. England game, but it ended zero zero. I actually thought the U.S had some of the better chances and i thought maybe they should have come out of there with a full three points and what an upset that would have been yeah i england's got to be upset that they didn't um smash us they they probably came into it thinking like guys come on we're like what the fifth ranked team in the world something like that um these these guys should not be on the same stage as us and we we held our own i mean more than held our own america and all that man like it that England team is stacked with mm-hmm. most of the Premier League's best players and, and beyond. Like, yeah. I kept thinking, I'm like, man, Harry Kane's going to get some goal here because that's what Harry Kane does. Yeah. He's going to sneak one in. He uh, missed a, there, there was one that he had a real clear chance and he just totally whiffed it. Yeah. I just, I thought it was coming. You're just sitting there. It sucked. It was more, I don't know what's more stressful. Watching the Iran game uh, Tuesday as we hold on to a one nil lead for like 40, <laughs> 50 minutes yeah. or sitting there, just holding your breath, waiting for the other shoe to drop for England to beat us, you know? Well, to this day, England's never beat the United States of That's America right. in a world cup. Isn't it weird to celebrate a tie though? You hate to be like, Hey, tie is good here, folks. Tie is good. We all had fun. Nobody got hurt. Let's go home safe. <laughs> no, I mean, I think when you're a country like the United States and you're trying to develop your soccer program. You're trying to develop your soccer fans and you're playing against the country that is, you know, 
as they say, the birthplace of the game that has been playing this for literally centuries. Yeah. When we have a team of young guys who, do you remember when we did our, our World Cup preview podcast, we were like, what do we want to see happen? I'd love to get out of the group stage, but really I want to see some potential and some development from this young team as we look toward 2026. Sure. And, you know, even after the Iran game, which we'll talk about more here in a minute, a big gap in our ability is goal scoring, but to be able to hold an England team of that caliber to a nil-nil draw and come out of there with a point, yeah. that's a valuable experience for some of these young guys. It's pretty wild, man. We did not lose a game in the group stage. Uh, undefeated at this World Cup right now. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, it's a weird time. I don't know if that will last uh, because these <laughs> knockout games, there are no draws. You better get the job done or you're going to go to extra time and put more miles on those legs or you're going to go to penalties and just it's a crapshoot and you got to hope Matt Turner's a beast, you know? And that's not a bad outcome if I'm being honest. I'll take Matt Turner in penalties. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Well, you remember the last knockout game that we played in a World Cup. I'm sure. Uh, 2014, Belgium. Yeah, Belgium. 2-1, the game where Tim Howard just went nuts, and Belgium had 38 shots, 26 yep. on goal. Yeah, So and Tim Howard rocked it. Uh, I have a wristband, actually, that has a million Tim Howard uh, images of the different saves he made. Oh my I got to show it to you sometime. It's hilarious. The Wando game, as it were, when he skied that one shot and just totally blew the chance at the U.S. potentially moving sure. on. <laughs> yeah, but you it's know, wild, man, because these games, like, it's not like you get another chance next year. You know what I mean? It's a, uh, it's do or die right now, and you just gotta hope uh, it all works out. So, I, I, I didn't make it to any watch parties or anything like that. Uh, decent weather for them, it seemed, but uh, mm -hmm. you know, I've enjoyed. It's a, I like watching from home sports in general. I got a good setup here. I like watching from home. Right. Um, you go out, you want to spend money. You're around people, sweaty bodies, beer being thrown on you, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> I will say though, it looks like I didn't make it to power and light this time, but every time they show power and light on the Fox feed, it's a little bit of pride there. I'm like, yep. Kansas city. That's where it's at. Imagine that. Uh, maybe we're a host city in four years or something I mean, like that's that. Why. That's why. Who knows? People show up in Kansas City for soccer games, whether it's the Men's World Cup, Women's World Cup, etc. You got Nate Bucati out there with his American flag hat and his American flag, and he's running back and forth right. waving. And it's showing off that he doesn't skip arm day. Like, it's insane. Ali's out there helping MC. Matt Beasler's out there doing Stone Cold Steve Austin with beers, and he's just dousing himself. Dude, he was he, – he clanked them. <laughs> he clanked them and smashed them into his mouth. Oh, I was like, was oh, this is getting sent to Jimmy pronto. <laughs> <laughs> I was it's fantastic well, the first he someone gives him a cup and he just pours it all over himself i'm like oh bees is into it and then he's got the two i i almost wanted it to just be the texas rattlesnake ipa or whatever he calls it and just <laughs> and just is crushing them all over full stone cold well it's not the same unless some rando from the production team tosses it to you and you catch them both one-handed, crack, on crack, slam, chug. <laughs> and you really only drink like an eighth of a beer because it's all over you. <laughs> I just kept waiting for Beasley to call someone in the crowd a some bitch. <laughs> you some bitch. <laughs> but it was it's it's so cool to see the city show up for for big games like this. And and they Man. did it against England. They did it against Iran. 
there, you know, Greg Berhalter probably was feeling a little bit of heat going yeah. into this Iran match because if granted, like you said, undefeated, even if we would have drawn against Iran and knocked out, we would have been undefeated. But right. to get knocked out, to score potentially one goal in the group stage, to not make it out, like that would have been a disaster. You just kind of, you, you, I'm surprised we pulled it off. I really thought we'd let a goal in. Uh, but Matt Turner was arguably not tested until like the very end of the game. He was back there just kind of like smoking a cigarette, waiting for things to get interesting. Uh, <laughs> Matt but, Turner recorded, granted, with the help, this is not just all Matt Turner, with the help of the back line, because yeah. he didn't face a ton of shots in, in the Iran game, although there, there was one right there at the end. Um, the U.S. men's national team recorded back-to-back FIFA World Cup shutouts for the first time since 1930. Jesus. 1930, 92 years. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Math. Wow. That's one of those things where if you're looking for something to take, regardless of what happens against the Netherlands on Saturday, you're looking for something to take to build on in 2026. This defense, the midfield, we talked about before. We wanted to see this midfield trio of Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, and Eunice Musa. I love this midfield. Yeah, I I wish Tim Weah was a little more polished in the in the final third because that man just gets going on the wing. He will beat anybody. But there, you know, that final cross, that final shot, he's going to sky over the net like a, a header that's got like no power to it. Uh, maybe he's maybe he's holding out to the round of 16 to 
to make some waves here, but I, I man, I mean, hope. He had her only goal up until today, and he should have had a second. I don't care what FIFA's damn cartoon graphic says. I'm not convinced Timothy Weah was not onside on that goal at the end of the second half. How? Why did it not get looked at? <laughs> why was there no VAR? Well, they said there that was what the, gra- the graphic that, you know showed. Oh, that was the official review. His knee was offside. Okay, that, they have some system that it, it renders that. But I know how physics works. Cartoon, yeah. And I know the angle isn't right down the line. But I'm looking, you know, they have every five yards or so. The grass is a different color. It's light, dark, light, dark. And I'm looking at where the defender's knee is and where Wea's knee is. And, I, and with the model, I was like, I'm not convinced. And we just got to trust the FIFA graphic that they put up. And they're like, yeah, Pitt says his knee is offside. And I'm like, well. I don't know, man. But... Did you see online that uh, in the capital of Iran, Tehran, mm-hmm. if you will, uh, there were cheers for USA. Uh, I did not see that. That's a real thing. Yeah, yeah there's video out there. Uh, you know, <laughs> they I, Iran's a, a weird, a different country. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that I don't know a lot to really speak on it. I have not educated myself. I know it probably has a lot to do with women's rights. Um, mm-hmm. There's a, a lot, a lot of problems right there in terms of protests and yeah, and, uh, protesters being jailed and and some, you know, n- not a lot of due process in the courts that are happening. So. Well, yeah. And so they were just chanting USA from like their apartments and their homes there and, uh, you know, just cheering against the government's team, you know, and it's kind of wild to think about. Well, I'd be like you you... being in L.A. with those Americans chanting for England. (laughs) That's true. Exactly the same. It was uh, it was weird leading up to this game. Ever since the England game ended, we knew you know, everybody said, keep politics out of sports. What The World Cup shows how much politics and sports are intertwined more than yeah. any other sporting event. Right. In, you can't keep it world. out. It's in there. And so with everything that was going on in terms of, of protests and human rights violations in Iran, and now it's the United States that are playing Iran, and we have a chance to knock them out, but they have a chance to knock us out. And there are plenty of, of Iranian citizens who are fighting for legitimate uh, progress and freedom, but then there's the Iranian government that's got this dictatorial fist. Um, there was just this cloud above this game that seeped into social media posts that the that U.S. soccer put out, where they pulled. Did you see this controversy where they yanked the Islamic Republic logo off the Iranian flag? Yeah, like the U.S. Soccer Federation Twitter account did that, and mm-hmm. to to like stand in solidarity with mm-hmm. uh, women, right? To with the protesters and such, but sure, but they. I guess didn't tell the players that they were going to do it. And then the U S state department had to make a, a statement. It kind of turned into a whole thing in U S soccer had to take the tweets down. And yeah, they were saying they could get uh banned for 10 games. Um, like mm-hmm. it's, it's like, it's like a bylaw or something. And I'm like, mm-hmm. um, okay. If teams like Russia can just rebrand themselves and compete in a sure. Olympics that they're banned in, uh, I don't think we're getting banned for uh, someone's tweet. Is this a world right. we live in? It, it probably wouldn't have happened, but the Iranian Federation was trying to make the point that FIFA does have a rule that countries cannot sure. disrespect the other country's flag. They were so they scared were, of us. They were they scared. Were tr- trying to make that point. And, and that sort of set the stage for this press conference that we've all seen highlights from online leading up to this game. Where okay, I have not. Speak on this. So Iranian media was, was going pretty hard at um, – both Greg Berhalter and Tyler Adams and the press officer for the U S soccer, uh, Federation, they were saying that, um, 
he was not calling on Iranian media enough. But then they were asking Greg Berhalter wild questions like, why hasn't the U.S. removed a naval warship off the coast of Iran? And he's like, uh, I might start Josh start Josh Sargent on Tuesday. Like I don't, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a soccer coach. He didn't say that, but he was just like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm here about soccer. I don't know anything about politics. And then, um, what Tyler do they think Adams, he's the president? What the well, hell? Like, but, but then they asked Tyler Adams there. Like, he, he had meant, he had said Iran and it's pronounced Iran. And so they called on him or uh, an Iranian, uh, media official was, was asking him a question. And the Iranian, uh, press member goes, uh, first of all, uh, you're pronouncing your country wrong. It's pronounced Iran, not Iran. So let's correct that once and for all. And second of all, how can you represent a country that has treated black people so poorly as a member of this team? And like basically set Tyler Adams up for a no win question and credit to Tyler Adams. I'm not going to go word for word. I retweeted what his answer was here. This dude, I don't know how old Tyler Adams is. 21, 22. Yeah, he's not, not very old, old enough to do anything. This dude <laughs> he can't had the car. The most perfect answer. Because he said he started off and he was like, first off, my apologies for mispronouncing the name of your country. And he meant it sincerely. He did not say it like sarcastically or anything. And then he basically went into like, you know, I've lived in a lot of places over the last few years around the world. And one thing I've learned is that every country has their own issues that they're dealing with. The U.S. is not excluded. Um, I grew up in uh, a biracial family. So I've had experiences both with white people and with black people. And one thing I think that's important is education, just like you educated me now on how to properly pronounce you know, your country's name. And so I think we're making progress. I think there's a ways to go. But as long as we continue to work and we see progress, then that's all you can ask for. And to pull that out of nowhere on the spot as a 21 year old with the world's media watching you. Yeah. I was like, that is why he's captain. Uh, you know, I'm older than that for sure. And I would be, I would not be good. I would just be <laughs> like, Oh, I'm sorry. I've, I repeat what I hear. Uh, Iran, right. you got it. And then I would move on and be like, so I've been working good on my fitness. <laughs> it's, it's wild, but it just, there was a weird feeling about this game leading up to it and there was no getting yeah. around it just because yeah. of everything. So man, that's, that's insane. Greg Berhalter, when are you going to remove the fucking warship? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I don't, I mean, I don't know if, I mean, Joe Biden did call Greg Berhalter and the team right before to say, Hey, good luck in the world cup. I don't think Greg had, you know, the right? top of mind to be like, Oh, Joe, by the way, what about the warship? Yeah. Joe Biden, but... why didn't you tell me about the ship, man? I wasn't <laughs> prepped for this. I don't know what he's talking about, but we go, we go into this game and, um, you know, if you look at the lineup on, on the field, uh, this was pretty much the same lineup that Greg Berhalter had put out in, in, in the previous two games. I guess the big change was Walker Zimmerman was yanked for Cameron Carter Vickers. Right. And you um, heard the reason for it. What what did, I didn't actually see. Oh, it, it's just that uh, he plays in Scotland and the style there is mm -hmm. uh, the style he's been playing is used to other defenses bunkering okay. in. Um and so they kind of knew Iran would do that. Sure. And so they thought he'd be a better pick. And hey, I, I didn't I hate thought he it. did well. Thought he did well. And then I, I like to see Walker Zimmerman at the end there as a fifth mm -hmm. center back uh, coming in and clearing, I don't know how many clearances. Uh, mm -hmm. He had a bunch of headers on that gorgeous man bun, though. It was crazy. Oh God. There were, I mean, there were some nervy moments. But I mean, I, I don't know how you thought it. Honest, honest question. If you're, in, if you're being purely honest, how did you think this game was going to go ahead of time? Did you think we were going to win? 
Oh, I was nervous because I knew for a fact uh, Iran was going to come in and just sit there. They mm -hmm. don't have to score. Mm -hmm. They just have to not let you score. Right. Easy peasy. So I was like, man, I think we'll win, but I'm this isn't guaranteed at all. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad we scored in the first half because that made them go, oh, shit, we got to push forward. And that gave us a lot more counter uh, attacks until the end when we were just like, we don't know how to attack anymore. All hands <laughs> on the defense. I think I wanted to think we were going to win, but I think if you injected me with truth serum, I probably would have said <laughs> more likely we're going to draw. It's just in Jimmy lies unless he takes drugs. <laughs> I, I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week. I was like, this, yeah. this is, you know, um, this is tough after a, a draw against Wales. And so um, I, I think I was nervous the previous week. Yes. Insane. I, I only remember what we talk about the previous week when like I prove you wrong. And then I got to come and tell you, <laughs> and then, and then you that I prove you wrong. But I mean, and, and Iran largely did bunker in, but I mean, from the first kick, they, they, attacked a little bit they got a set piece like within the first minute and and then it kind of settled into how we thought it would be the yeah. u.s was on the front foot uh the, the u.s had all the attacking chances um they were sort of getting a lot of success sending the ball out wide and, and trying to cross it into the box getting some dangerous crosses just couldn't quite find that final ball for a while uh until the 38th minute and my god what a goal this was in the 38th minute the u.s had been attacking uh, Anthony Robinson sent the ball uh, to Tyler Adams, who found Weston McKinney, who sent a gorgeous ball over the top to Serginho Dest, heads it right down to Christian Pulisic, who he kind of kicks it in, kind of chests it in, kind of almost tears his groin slash bruised his oh, pelvis. He has got a pelvic did. contusion, apparently. Contused but, uh... it, dude, right on that <laughs> goal. He, he, it looked like he hit his ding-ding on the goalkeeper's uh, knee there. Yeah, he 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 definitely touches the ball in with his right foot he takes a shot to the groin i th at first i thought he was just making a meal out of it and like okay we got six minutes before halftime like kind of waste yeah. some time i and thought he was... just got hit in the hit in the testes and i was like all right he just needs to <laughs> shake him out just breathe it out he'll be fine well but he's not fine he i mean right he before, did come back on he, yeah that's an important way to end that phrase there um <laughs> oh so jesus oh my gosh you had an i didn't mean that there. Stop it. <laughs> he did come back on the field yes Holy uh, cow. the uh he well he came off the field and he was walking rather gingerly and i was like oh he might be hurt he he checked back in and then he was subbed off from brandon aronson and then he tweets out a picture after the game of him in the hospital and i'm like this is more serious maybe than, than we thought it was, uh, yeah, I, I didn't think it was serious because why would you come? I don't know. Why would you come back on the field if it's serious? And then uh, Stu Holden is like, this is the definition of putting it all on the line Stu for your was. country. And I'm like, Stu, it isn't. I mean, the, he's not in Iraq putting his life on the line. That's the definition, Stu, right. Stuart. Right. I get Stu got a little prisoner of the moment there, but I mean, he was I'm, into I'm, it. I get yeah. it. And I, I would. I wasn't standing up being like, you're goddamn right, Stu Holden. <laughs> I salute you, sir. Yeah, I mean, hey, Pulisic, it, it was a great play. I'm, I'm glad it went in. Uh, you know, he came back in, finished the half. Brendan Aronson comes in in the second half uh, in his place. Uh, U.S. Soccer announced just before we started recording this podcast that he had, uh, Christian Pulisic has a pelvic contusion, and he's there officially he listed as day-to-day. -day. Pulisic said in his tweet from the hospital he'll be ready for Saturday. We'll see. It 
pelvic contusion, man, it looked like he was holding his quad for God's sakes. I don't even know what a pelvis is anymore. I don't even know because he, his quad was hurt. Like, it's insane. Yeah. It I looked mean, like it he could... got a, a, what do they call that? A frog? You get frogged on the quad, a little uh, Charlie horse or something? Yeah, I think that? so. Um, so we end the first half and um, it's 1 1, or excuse me, 1 0. Should have been 2 0 because Tim Way, I mean, talk about finishing. I don't care if he was offside. The way he finished that goal across, I, I thought it was going to go wide at first, but it snuck just inside the far post. Yeah. If it would have been 2-0 at halftime, I would have been like, game over. It's done. Game over. No way Pack Iran it in. Bring on Zimmerman at halftime. Let's go. There's no way. Iran's offense is not good enough to come back from a 2-0 halftime nah. deficit the way that the U.S. will pack it in at that point. And I... Oh. It was cool to see another team doing the tactics that we might have to do. I'm talking about pulling jerseys. I'm talking about getting, (laughs) I'm talking about getting a yellow card because you need to get a yellow card. Like you have to stop an attack, like those sacrificial fouls. We are usually the ones that have to do that shit. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool to see someone doing it to us. And then we're time wasting. And I'm like, Oh, this is weird. I've never been on the time wasting side. This is great. Yeah. We were doing a little bit of, a little shithousery there with, with oh, some yeah. time Matt wasting. Turner's like, I'm going to get this ball and I'm going to fall down on it. <laughs> Two, well, three, four. <laughs> yeah. And, and hey, everybody does it. And, you know, Tyler yeah. Adams gets the ball and he's slowly walking over to, to throw the ball in. And the Iranian <laughs> player is trying to get it out. And Tyler Adams is like, it's our ball. And it turns into a whole thing. But, uh, man, nine minutes of stoppage time in the second half, Makes which sense. we knew there's been a lot of stoppage time that's been added to these halves. But I was like, God damn, nine minutes. Like, this is going to feel like an eternity. And in the 98th minute, it almost happened. Yeah. The worst case scenario almost happened. A ball was sent into the middle of the box. The Iranian player didn't get a clean shot on it, but it goes right through Matt Turner's legs. And I've never seen a ball move so slowly toward yeah. the goal line. But I thought we were going to watch in slow motion our World Cup come to an end right then and there. Listen, that whole stoppage time in general, <laughs> that happened. And also a, a shout for a potential handball happened, which was nowhere near close to a handball. It came off the Iranian player's handball. Yeah. Or hand. A shout for a potential penalty happened yeah. when the guy just like felt a tap on his shoulder and was like, sniper! <laughs> Cameron Carter-Vickers barely grazed his jersey. Yeah. And he fell down. And then, after, so Walker Zimmerman, Walker Zimmerman then clears the ball. And then you see the ref and he's like, hold on, hold up yeah. play. I, I, I got to hear. I got to listen. To I was VAR. worried about it, but it, I was like, I swear to God, if they signal for VAR and they give this as a penalty, this whole thing is fucking rigged. It's rigged. It would have been bad. <laughs> oh, and then what about the guy? What about the Iranian player that went to the was at the corner flag and got got a little cleat scratch down the back of his th- uh, leg, little cleat scratch. And mm-hmm. he yelled like he had broken every yeah. bone in his body. Yeah. I was like, this man's tibia had better be snapped. Because that is, he was like, that was blood curdling. And then yeah. he gets up and starts running. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious? Well, there was one point when, I think it was in the first half, when uh, an Iranian player went down. It was pretty early in the first half. He goes down and they come out with the, the magic spray and they're spraying him and he's rolling around or whatnot. And then he gets up and then you see Matt Turner and the ref. They point and they're like, look. And they're laughing. They're like, yeah, he's ready to come back in. Isn't that funny? The ref how that was all laughing? Out? The re- Turner was kind of laughing and the ref was kind of laughing. And I was like, <laughs> what, what are we doing? They know the game. They know the game. And it's 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 embarrassing because, uh, I don't know, grown men uh, playing hijinks over here. What is this? It's, I mean, and I know we've said this before. And so I, I was at a watch party with some coworkers. 
and yes, none of educating them educating them on football or is it soccer? I don't know. Ask David Beckham or Peyton Manning. Well, one of my coworkers was was talking in a British accent the entire time. Oh just no, because it was soccer and uh, sounds football. offensive. And um, so I'm I'm helping them understand sort of what's happening, and they're asking why why are there draws? That's stupid. We should end in penalties, and so I'm having to defend the merits of the game and all this stuff. Um, but they they mentioned, and I think we've talked about this on this podcast before too. Um, the women don't flop around as much as the men do when you watch soccer because they're like, we've watched the current, we've watched the U.S. women's national team, we don't see this happen nearly as yeah. much. And I'm like, you're right, they don't, they do not. So they got that going for them. But ultimately, uh, the U.S. prevails one zero. It was touch and go. I almost had a heart attack, but it's we rough, did it. man. Well, suit up for Saturday because I, uh, I mean, it is going to be the hardest test. However, I'd say the hardest test was freaking England, and we drew them. So, like, we did draw them. Now, now you can't draw anymore. You can't draw it. Well, you can, and then take its penalties. But like Netherlands, man, it was not. Netherlands didn't have the toughest of groups, but some people would say that about the USA as well. And I'm like, hold on, all of our teams were like top 20 teams right yeah i think our our group is actually decently tough um at least tougher than some people gave it credit for yeah iran has a, a good defense um yeah. wales is a comparable team to the u.s in a lot of respects in england iran obviously. was iran was 20th i think like their yeah. fifa ranking they, they don't have a great offense but neither do we so yeah. <laughs> um but the netherlands they were in a group with, with senegal uh and ecuador and cutter and um they they handled business pretty easily they beat senegal in their first game 2-0 they did draw with ecuador 1-1 and that was a, a bit of a surprise um and then they ended up beating cutter 2-0 so they win the group pretty handily um, well netherlands is tough dude i mean they are top 10 in the world you know what i mean we're they're not up there with england at five but they're you know fifa has them at number eight they're they're good um and you know this is gonna be you think it's hard to score against a team like iran okay well now we're going up against nathan ake and virgil van dyke yeah those guys it's not gonna get any easier another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's not, man. It's really not. Um, but you know, like I said, they were in a, they were in a, a group with Ecuador. And they ranked like forty four. For God's mm-hmm. sakes, there's not even forty four teams in this tournament. Okay, <laughs> so I think we they had a pretty breezy, breezy uh, path to the Sweet Sixteen, if you will. Yeah, they did. But I mean, 
the you look at the uh, the the Dutch team, and these are players that you recognize: Frankie De Jong, Daley Blind, Nathan Ake, Virgil Van Dyke, Memphis yep. Depay, Davy Klassen, uh, Cody Gakpo. You know, you just named like three uh, former Man United players, <laughs> right? But I mean, these are <laughs> yeah, that's true. United's got their issues, um, but this is a this is a very very good team. Matthias Delight. Like there, there are a number of people in here that are, you know, world-class players. And yeah. this is going to be, you know, Belgium was very difficult in, in 2014 for the U S men's national team. Uh, I think this is going to be of similar difficulty. That's not mm-hmm. to say we can't do it. We can. Um, it can be done, man. If it, I always go with, if you, if, if you beat this team and this team beat that team, then you should be able to beat that. You know, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it all, the numbers add up. So if you draw with a number five, should be able to draw or beat a number eight. I know soccer's weird and it just takes one goal to send everything into disarray. Sure. But uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. Like, I'm, it do- Yeah, it doesn't always quite work out that way because, you know, transitive property doesn't work in sports as much sure. as we'd like it to. Why but, does our whole team rely on one player, though? The, in my head, I'm like, if Christian Pulisic is not good to go Saturday, pretty goddamn worrying. It's going to be tough. Uh, maybe at that point, we're forced to see Gio Reyna, who we really yeah, who's haven't that? seen. Who is he's that? has been missing. This is the thing, I think, that no matter what happens, let's say we go out and we don't score against the Netherlands. Like, okay, great. We got out of, got out of the group stage. Um, defense did okay. You know, did really well in the group stage, and, and we'll see what happens uh against uh the netherlands if we go out against the netherlands and if we don't score the biggest question that will be asked of greg Berhalter, and i think they're fair questions is what's going on with gio reyna is he really injured you said he wasn't 100 gio reyna said he was 100 why didn't we see him more he's one of our better players one of our better attackers and was it wise to leave ricardo pepe off this roster especially if you didn't feel like you could use Jesus Ferreira, who, where yeah. the hell's he been? Exactly. Uh, I do got a quick question though. Do you want to, do you want to disrespect Netherlands some more by saying the <laughs> Netherlands? If you could just uh, not put that respect, you know, it's just it, Netherlands. It, Jimmy, it's, it's not, not the, the Netherlands. Netherlands. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, I mean, we just played the, uh, the Iran today and uh, okay. you know, the Ukraine, I hear a lot of people say the Ukraine. I'm like, it's just Ukraine. See this, uh, I'm looking here and is it a Wik- collection of lands Wikipedia that are not there? The Netherlands. It's the Netherlands. That's what Wikipedia Am says. I getting pie on my face? So uh, the official name of the country is the Kingdom of the Netherlands. Oh, sweet Lord. Well, why don't they just put that in all their <laughs> titling then? Yeah. So I don't there like you it. Go. I don't like that. It, it's like the United Kingdom. You say the United Kingdom, the United States, the Netherlands. Do you say the United well, United Kingdom is not a freaking country i'm just saying it's a collection of countries geography. is the netherlands a collection of countries i don't know enough about geography to know that well now we got to figure this out because i'm it's just not a like, collection of countries no it's it's one country it's it's netherlands it well it's apparently the netherlands well i don't like this and you can take your googling somewhere else sir i am just <laughs> <laughs> no i i'm doing a, a thing i uh i knew a, i worked with a gal from ukraine and i was saying the that's U- true i was saying the ukraine yes. and she's like why you why do you say that and i yeah. i was like uh what what do i say <laughs> my sister-in-law is ukrainian and yeah she she's made sure i know you don't say the ukraine you just say ukraine oh fair enough so 
it's uh learn something new every day learn something new the netherlands god damn the netherlands okay the netherlands consists of 12 provinces so there you go that's a a 12 12 states huh well similar gotcha so um but i don't know man i'm i can't sit here and confidently say we're gonna beat the netherlands um no 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 i can't confidently say we were gonna get out of the group stage yeah if um I think our best chance at beating the Netherlands is we kind of got to shift how we've we've been playing. We kind of got to go back to what we did against Belgium, what we've done before. I don't think we can try to go toe to toe in a in a, a tactical way with no. the Netherlands. We're not going to outclass the Netherlands on the offensive end. I think we kind of got to hunker in and take our counterattacking chances when we can get them. We have some speed with Wea, with Pulisic, with Gio Reyna, and yeah. uh, and see if we can sort of catch them on the counter. Maybe when uh, Van Dyke or Ake is up for a set piece, catch them, you know, while they aren't looking and steal one. I think a smash and grab is our best way to advance against the Netherlands. That'd be nice, man. Uh, we'll see. I, I think we're just happy to be here. You know, I can't imagine advancing to the quarterfinals uh, next week, you know, It'd be wild. Oh my God. It, it would be so cool. But I, I look, regardless of what happens, I have to say, I think overall, I'm 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 largely satisfied with the U.S.'s World Cup performance. I think there is plenty to still improve on, which I yeah. think we knew there would be either way. Um, I, I don't, don't know, think, man. yeah, they have the athletic ability. They're there. They're doing good things. It just takes a full ninety plus minutes of focus and and good defense, and any of these teams can go toe to toe. With other teams. I mean, mm-hmm. look at Canada. Canada looked great. Uh, look at Germany. Germany's an amazing team, and they dropped their first game big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they might they might not move on, Germany. So it's just kind of uh, anybody can beat anybody, man. It feels like uh, it's like March Madness. Uh, you could say it's like NFL football sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, depending on who it is. If you're playing the Chiefs, then pff, probably not. But I think <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, uh, it's just it's so exciting, dude. It's a uh, It'll be fun to see what what transpires. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think you know we don't know exactly who's advancing out of everything yet. We know the Netherlands and uh, Senegal are advancing out of Group A. We know England and the United States are advancing out of Group B. Uh, there are still games uh, yet to be decided. Um, Poland and Argentina they have to play each other. If if they draw, uh, they both advance. If Argentina beats yeah. Poland. Uh, then um, they will win Group C. Now, Mexico is sitting in Group C with one point. They need They're some help. Dead last. Yeah. It, well, coming into match day three, uh, the very first day of match day three, only two teams had been completely eliminated, and that mm-hmm. was Qatar, boohoo, and uh, Canada, which mm-hmm. I was kind of sad about. I was enjoying watching Alfonso Davies run around. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was... Uh, little dark horse team I was I was rooting for. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Germany needs some help. Germany has to beat Costa Rica, and then they have to hope uh, Spain beats Japan. Both very possible outcomes. That's a pretty tough group. Those teams have been <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. I mean, Japan, they beat Germany in a pretty shocking upset yeah. uh, early on. So that's tough. Um, well, I saw something, by the way, that, uh, you know, USA lost to Japan, like, early on, right? Uh like within the, like they played a friendly, right? Like leading up to the world cup and stuff. I think. Yeah. 
and uh, uh, lost to Saudi Arabia too, I think. Yes, that was it. So as those two teams didn't seem all that bad when Japan's beating Germany and Saudi Arabia beat Argentina, uh, just wild, wild mm-hmm. game we have here. And maybe us beating up on Mexico in Gold Cup and Nations League final wasn't as significant as maybe we thought it was. Exactly. I mean, it's always going to be the biggest win in the world when you beat Mexico, but it's, uh, oh, it's exciting, man. Are you going to watch this one from home or are you thinking about going somewhere? No, at 8 a.m. Saturday, I'll, I'll probably be at home. Um, 9 a.m., yeah. Is it 9 a.m.? I, I guess coverage starts at 8 a.m. They always Fox say 8 a.m. because they trick you and they want you to watch their stupid coverage with Alexi Fox. Lawless. We don't need it. I don't need Alexi Lawless in my life. No. Less Alexi Lawless is fine. But, <laughs> I mean, there, there's some drama still to be decided over these uh, last couple of uh, tournament days. I mean, like we said... Argentina and Poland today, Mexico needs, you know, quite a bit of help to to get out of their group. And then Thursday and Friday, we still have to decide, um, is Germany going to make it out? Belgium and Croatia have to play each other. And Belgium sitting in third place behind Croatia and Morocco right now. Um, Brazil is leading their group, but Serbia's in last place. Uruguay is in last place in their group with Portugal leading it. There are some blue, bu- blue blood countries that had a real opportunity to advance in this tournament that are in serious trouble in the group stage right now. 100%. I mean, you're looking at uh, potential, you know, I like to make these March Madness comparisons. You're looking at potential one seeds uh, going bye-bye, mm-hmm. you know? It's been some 12-5 upsets in this uh, World Cup. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. So, this will be interesting, man. I uh, I'm super excited to watch the U.S. national team play the Netherlands on Saturday. Um, lots still to improve. I think there's still lots of questions about striker. Um, is yeah. Josh Sargent going to develop into that guy? Is Jesus Ferreira? Is Haji Wright? Is Ricardo Pepe? Is it somebody that we don't yet have on the roster? It's interesting. What, we don't know what yeah this uh, attack will look like in 2026, but I think. Striker and solidifying center back are probably two important things between that because we're not gonna have Tim Ream in 2026. Hey, so, Tim Ream's been killing it, man. He's been I, great, but he's not gonna 40-year-old Tim Ream's not gonna be around four years from now. Great to see him out there as my age, and he's uh just doing big things. It's awesome. Yeah, he's got the beard like you and everything. He does, and he's got a gorgeous man bun too. It's pretty great. I, yeah. I put mine up a little bit and I, I look like a like a secretary, a sexy one. Don't get me wrong. It's a sexy secretary, but it's, uh, that's <laughs> what I look like. Like I should be answering phones. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, man, it's been fun. Um, obviously, you know, there has been a lot of, uh, controversy around this world cup, but in terms of just the soccer on the field, um, there's been a lot of lessons learned. I think overall at this point, it can probably be considered a, a success. I don't think that guarantees Greg Baralter anything in terms of job security four years from now. I think there has to be continued development. I think if we have a disappointing Gold Cup or Nations League over this next cycle, I think there's a real possibility that um, if we don't see continued development improvement of this roster, that we might be looking at another coach in the next World Cup cycle. But um, if we perform decent against the the Netherlands on Saturday and we continue to perform well over the next couple of years, maybe Greg Berhalter is still the guy from, you know, four years from now. Maybe I, I did him. I like seeing him celebrate a goal. He uh, he's big into the short short arms fist <laughs> celebration. He goes woo. Yeah, he is. <laughs> so pretty exciting stuff, man. But um, 
Yeah, there's really no sporting KC news to talk about this week. That's that's kind of uh I you know, I think the closest thing, and I don't think we talked about this last week, was they finally announced the pricing for this MLS season pass that's uh, in partnership with Apple uh, next year. I don't, I don't know if you saw that, but uh, it's going to be $14.99 per month or $99 for the season if you're not an Apple TV Plus subscriber, $12.99 a month or $79 for the season if you are. Correct me if I'm wrong, I do think at, at least at one point they had said if you're a season ticket member, you get it included. Is that correct? They're still saying that, yeah. Okay, so that's good. So. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of incentive to get season tickets. Um, mm-hmm. You won't get an Apple TV Plus membership, no. but you will get the whatever they call it, Apple MLS Plus or something, you know, sure. probably something lame. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited because I appreciated that Sporting KC put the games on free on their website hey, this cool. past season. It didn't work if you weren't connected to Wi-Fi. It never geolocated you properly for me. And I know a lot of people had that issue too. So that was frustrating. So I'm glad that this won't be an issue anymore with this Apple deal. Um, and hopefully I'm the production sure the quality, quality will be, be better. Too. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. We still don't know anything about broadcasters. Uh, you know, we know our, our friend Ali was, was working uh, for Sporting KC. So don't know yet if um, how that will all shake out with, with yeah. local broadcasters and such. She's not but... giving us the, uh, the, the scoop. <laughs> she should be giving Maybe us we'll the dirt. Yeah. Right. Break so, the niche. She's probably not allowed to say shit. Probably not. And she'd probably do it on uh, Soccer Talks with Ali Trost if we, uh, <laughs> if she was going to break news. Yeah. So, but you can get right here on KCSN Soccer. Hey, ads. So, there you go. But, <laughs> For uh, other shows, it, it works. <laughs> we're family. We're all a soccer family here. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know, man. It's uh, you know no real roster news. We didn't re-sign EC, which we knew we wouldn't. We still... Right retain his you know rights and there were that there was that rumor that other teams were looking at him but nothing yet so if we uh hear any rumors we'll let you all know they got to pay him some good money if that's the case yeah but uh you have anything else for our, our good listeners before we sign off nah dude saturday 9 a.m um it's getting getting into the nitty-gritty it is winter go home so that's right Thank y'all so much for listening to us here on No Other Pod on Kansas City Sports Network. Make sure you leave us that five-star rating and review if you have not yet done so. We didn't have any new ones to read this week, but if you leave us one on Apple Podcasts, we'll go ahead and read it here on air. Uh, Leave us that five-star rating on Spotify if you have not yet done so. And uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Other Pod, at Dan Kuzer, at JCMac03, or send us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. Gotta rub your stripes for good luck. Rub your stripes. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. 
Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.